For my ally is the Force. And a powerful ally it is. Life creates it. Makes it grow. Its energy surrounds us and binds us. Luminous beings are we, not this crude matter. You must feel the force around you. Here, between you, me, the tree, the rock, everywhere. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. Don't know the power of the dark side. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. I got a bad feeling about this. Welcome to episode 263 of Blue Harvest. I'm your host, Halt Burkhart. And we're continuing on on the brief Will sabbatical. The welcoming the new family member to the family sabbatical 2020. I've talked to Will a couple times this week. Everything seems to be going really well they're uh, adjusting to having the new baby at the house and uh you know he'll be back before before you guys know it but once again instead of just me this week we have a special guest and uh this week's special guest it's uh the first time i've recorded in person at the table with someone uh in like eight months probably Probably since the rise of Skywalker. It is the architect of my demise. <laughs> what the fuck? Jesse McGarity. What, what does that mean? Because you're going to give me a heart attack because of how much you scare me. Oh, well, that it's not intentional. It's really not. I didn't say the intentional architect of my demise. Yeah, well, that, I'm, that sort of hurts my feelings. Well, it's good. Imagine my feelings when I die of a heart attack after you scare me. It's funny though because I wasn't sure which angle you were gonna go, like how how I was gonna be, uh, your demise or bring about your demise. I honestly felt like I took the only available angle with that. I don't know. I mean, maybe I'd bum you out. Like too much bad news and just bringing you all the bad news. Because that's been one of my quarantine hobbies is telling you bad news. Or maybe like you have some secret fear that I'm going to like kill you in your sleep. You know, neither of these I considered, but that last one might get added to the list because it had <laughs> never crossed my mind. Just And apparently sure. it's somewhere in your subconscious. No, no, you just, it, it was a weird, it was a weird intro, okay? I felt like it was appropriate considering last week 
you almost gave me a heart attack while I was recording. And something tells me, as we go through this episode, we might hear from some listeners who you inadvertently scared as well. I do apologize for that. Anyone who I scared on accident um, through Hawes, sorry. I've, uh, I've heard from several people who were like, oh, I thought I, uh, you know, I, I thought there was a baby dying or I thought a car was going to run me over or uh, so on and so forth. So just know that when you scare me like that, you scare a bunch of listeners. You're still acting like I did it on purpose. I, I needed to get something off of the table that you were on, so I touched your shoulder. Right. To right. announce my presence. But I did also see on Twitter you acknowledge that I record with headphones and that I sit with my back to the rest of yeah, the house. So I was announcing my presence. Like, that's how I was trying to help. I was okay. trying to not scare you. The next time, I I didn't say, I've never said it was intentional. Once again, I would like to reiterate that. Not intentional, but the outcome may end up being the same because I'm so jumpy. Well, if it is possible to be jump scared and have a heart attack, I'm not even sure that's physiologically possible. But if it is... That's going to happen to me. I hope not. I'll feel very bad. <laughs> There's about a 50% chance it could be your fault or a 50% chance it could be uh, because I see something out of the corner of my eye or there's a loud noise that I don't expect. Or Now I'm going to be worried about you having a heart attack, getting scared to death. Yeah. Yeah. Blue Harvest might finally make the news. You might see on fucking, I don't know, we got this covered. Now this. <laughs> uh, the dodo. <laughs> Z-list Z Star Wars podcaster dies on live recording Oh God! from Scare. The worst, see, now I'm going to be paranoid that I have a reaction to scaring you where I laugh really hard, and then <laughs> and that's then the die. one. Yeah. And then, yeah, yeah that's going to fuck me up. But don't do that. That's going to cause me a lot of trauma. Trust me, I'm going to do my best not to okay. die from being scared. Okay. We'll both try hard. We'll try very hard. What's more than likely to happen is you scare me in the shower. Yeah, I don't do that anymore, though, because I'm worried that I'll make you fall. <laughs> that's that's what's going to happen. No, no, I, I don't do that. And then the paramedics show up. I try to not And I'm all fucking you. fat and gross and covered in shampoo in the shower. And they're Honestly, like... Honestly, if I need to, like, run into the bathroom, I try to not make any noise. Cause... That almost <laughs> makes it scarier because I'm just sitting there getting a shower and all of a sudden, like, you can't see through the shower curtain. <laughs> obviously but all of a sudden i just you, like you can sense that somebody's in the room <laughs> and then you'll drop something or or knock up against something and it's it's almost worse <laughs> it's almost worse well i don't know that what you sneak the happy medium sneak is <laughs> because if i say anything if i just announce my presence then well, sometimes it'll scare you right because most of the time you announce your presence when you're right next to me in the bathroom, 
you don't like go hey i'm gonna come in there real quick and i'll be like okay cool thanks for letting me know you get real close to me and you go don't freak out <laughs> and i scream and it scares me <laughs> and if you guys think the recordings of me <laughs> screaming are are funny they're not as bad as they are in real life <laughs> it's so it's it is funny and that's what sucks <laughs> Because I don't want to intentionally do it. But you scare so good. You, you have a good reaction. Like, I'm crying laughing thinking about it. I'm glad you enjoy it. I'm glad that my jumpiness, my I'm anxiety sorry. is bringing you such joy. Well, if at least, if no, anything, in no. this life. Think about the last time you scared me and how much joy it brought you. Because... In the the annals of our relationship, <laughs> I owe you about 50 scares. Yeah, well, I throw things when I'm scared. I throw things or I throw punches. Well, the, the last time I scared you, the reason I did it was because I knew there was a door between us as protection. <laughs> I woke up one morning and you were outside with the dogs. So I just rolled up to our side door and sat there staring at you. And you look up and I'm just sitting there staring at you like a goddamn goblin. <laughs> I didn't like it. I threw my phone. <clears throat> so you can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Blue Harvest Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter, Twitch, and Instagram at Blue Harvest Pod. You can email us at blueharvestpodcast at gmail.com. We have a Patreon if you enjoy our show and want to support us for as little as $3 a month. And uh, if you sign up, you get access to our uh, bonus podcast RSS feed where we post all kinds of different bonus shows. We have an episode of Jaws that will be up by the time you guys hear this. That is uh, mine and Jesse's trip to a quote-unquote drive through safari yeah um and that will be up and we've got other shows like star wars year by podcast cooking with will oh no it's hall solo masters of harvest kasi podula rasa steve versus the prequels blue harvest adventures and uh new shows to come shows that are in the uh works works i was gonna try to think of a fancier word <clears throat> the incubation Pipeline. stage shows that are in the incubation stage um so check that out if you want to at patreon.com slash blue harvest podcast and a big thank you to all of our current patrons you guys are the best so we do not have a lot of Star Wars news this week. And but perhaps the slowest week of the year thus far. Uh, so, in lieu of that, Jesse put out the call for topic suggestions and questions on Twitter. And we have the usual array of voicemails and emails from you guys. So, this is going to be a very um, moisture farmer style. Uh, steered episode um i can't get the mental image of me 
dying in the shower from oh a heart gosh. attack. Yeah, I feel like I felt like maybe uh, I was throwing you off just because I'm right across the table from you. Well, I mean, you're not going to scare me being right in front of me. No, I'm not going to scare you. I'm just uh, throwing you off, Mm-mm. throwing you off, throwing you off your uh, regular. I mean, I'm no Will. I can't like carry this thing like him. Okay. Plus, I'm not even tuned in on Star Wars news right now, so it's good there's not any. <laughs> well, there's yeah. I was about to say there's nothing to talk about. Now, you want to know anything about Animal Crossing? I can tell you. Boy, can you? <laughs> yeah. We, I am sitting across from one of the United States' most dedicated <laughs> Animal Crossing players who has an island that looks like... It's just covered in flowers. It kind of looks like the island they would show off in trailers. No, not yeah. at all. I just, I just built things. Like I have a little library and a bistro. And a <coughs> Surfside Cafe and all sorts of shit. Yeah. Um, so, uh, okay, so the, the me dying in the shower, I have to get this out or I won't get it out of my head. Shake it out. The, it's not going to happen. Uh, I mean, hope, I don't sure, scare not. you in the bathroom anymore. Now, <laughs> no, I'm not going to. Okay. What were I'm you really, say? No, no, I'm really bad at like making things worse not better what were you gonna say that's a skill that i have just that whenever it would be really bad if it was someone who wasn't me what do you mean if like you got scared and you thought that it was me scaring you and then it's like really yeah that's the whole thing that freaks me out that's why i'm so jumpy oh yeah i understand that (laughs) so the when I was in the Boy Scouts, right, there was this guy. Do you ever think of someone from like long, long ago in your life? Granted, I've got a few years on you. Oh, and, not that much. Yeah, like six years. Okay. And you think about them and you're like, oh, I wonder what that person is up to, what that weirdo is up to. Yeah, and I don't have like Facebook anymore, so... I don't well, even, I'm not even in tune with any of those weirdos. I fell down that rabbit hole this past week because of this guy who will call Ken. Not his real name. Um, and the idea of me all gross and s- lathered up in the shower dead from a heart attack reminded me of this dude. What? Uh, it, it'll make sense when I tell you. So this guy, Ken, was this, I think, my same age. Because when you're in the Boy Scouts, there's kind of like a, a varying degree of like age of kids. Right. Like you have the young kids that just got in. And then you have like, <clears throat> at least in my experience, a group of kids who are too old to still be in the Boy Scouts probably. But are just hanging around because their parents like, this kid's a fucking psycho. <laughs> and I got to get rid of them every now and then. Like, they don't advance in the ranks. They just sort of hang out and smuggle cigarettes and porno mags and w- maybe they bring a gun to summer <laughs> camp. Awesome. You know, that, you know, you, you know, your, your typical, like, ne'er-do-well. Well, Ken, he was not one of those kids. He was the same age as me. He actually went to the same church as my family when I was a kid. 
but they went at a different time because you had like mass at different times right. on Sunday. So I never really saw him at church. But anyway, this kid, you know how there's the character in Arrested Development that's the never nude? Yeah. This dude wasn't always nude. <laughs> he was the exact opposite. Okay. And what I mean is this dude, when you would have camp outs, would refuse to not sleep buck ass naked. So when you go for a camp out in the Boy Scouts, you sort of randomly get assigned a bunk mate for the weekend who's in your tent with you. And everybody dreaded getting paired up with Ken because the dude would sleep buck ass naked. And he would wake up in the morning and he would step out of the tent naked and he would grab a hold of his dick and give it one long stretch. He would just stretch it out. <laughs> what? I don't know why. Is this something like he learned at home where his parents like nudists or something? He would literally step out of the tent, grab a hold of his dick, give it a bit of a stretch, and then walk around for a little bit. Like maybe he would just he would stretch it out. Maybe he'd go get some bug juice. Maybe like, that's why he wanted to be in the Boy Scouts, so he could just have the freedom of being just around guys and being able to be naked whenever he wanted. Yeah, well, that shit didn't fly with most people to the point where um, typically you had an odd number of kids on a camp out. So conveniently, Ken would get assigned his t- a tent by himself. The long con. Because he... Because kids just were freaked out by him. Like, this dude doesn't want to wear clothes. Like, I remember, and this is what made me think of it. We went on our summer trip one time. I can't remember if this is when we went to Texas or when we went and rode on the aircraft carrier. But Ken, you stay in like army barracks along the way. That sounds shitty. It's... Kind of, it is. And in army barracks, like your shower rooms, there's just a pole in the middle of the shower room with like four nozzles, four or five nozzles in a circle. And like, you know, it's a shower room. So you would have kids that got like full on naked while they were showering. Or you had kids like me who were like, I'm wearing my swimsuit while I shower. I'm not showering bunch to a, a bunch next to a bunch of dudes with my dick on display. Well, pretty sure you can imagine Ken's philosophy on this. On campouts like that, he would go get a shower in the morning. And you know how like you wrap your hair up in a towel? Yeah. He would do that. But that's the only <laughs> way he would use a towel. So he'd get a shower. Did he have long hair? No. So he would wrap a towel around his head and then walk around the air, b- b- army barracks, glistening with shower water. He would dry naked. off? No. What the fuck? Who doesn't dry off? Well, this one time he was running late for breakfast. So... I was sent to find him. And I was like, come on, man. Can you send somewhere else, someone else? Because I know where he is. He's in the shower. <laughs> and sure enough, Ken was in the shower. And you know when you're a kid and you take a shower or a bath and you use the bubbles to make like a beard? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I come across Ken and 
he has done that, but with his pubes. <laughs> he has made a bubble pube beard, and his fucking little acorn is just poking out of it like Santa Claus. <laughs> like Santa Claus's nose. I would have done that if I had a dick. <laughs> and I was like, hey, man, you're late for breakfast. And he was like, oh, okay. Well, <laughs> after a little while, Ken got tired of not being bunked up with anybody on campouts. So the scoutmasters had to sit him down and be like, look, man, you kind of freak people out. Like, can you just sleep in some clothes? Yeah. And then like at least some, you know, boxers. Well, he decided he, he promised he would sleep in some clothes. So guess who got paired, paired up with Ken on the next camp out? That would be me. Yeah. And, uh, his, compromised sleep attire were some whitey tighties yeah okay that's fine at least the dude's wearing something yeah can i tell you some trauma from my life sure one time we went on vacation with my current stepdad at the time just my mom's boyfriend and my mom and his family (coughs) in the middle of the night for some reason like he gets out of bed we're all staying in the same hotel room the fucker is wearing just whitey tighties. I'm like 13 at the time. Traumatizing. Yeah, that's that's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So I get um, paired up with Ken. And, you know, you you basically, you they make you get in your tent at a certain time at night. You know, like you have your... Lights out or something. Yeah, basically. And... This was, I think this, not even because of him, but I think this was the camp out that forced me out of the Boy Scouts. I think this is when I had enough. It was the straw that broke the camel's back. Because this camp out was, mm, I'd say about half a mile, like the campsite was about half a mile from a legit Dagobah style swamp. Great. And it's in July, so it's, you know, 100 plus degrees. The mosquitoes. That's what I'm getting to. I looked like the damn toxic Avenger by the end of this camp out. I was covered in so many mosquito bites. Oh, fuck that. I hate mosquitoes. And so, you know, Ken and I set up our tent the first night. And he's like, hey, uh, I just want to let you know, like, I'm not happy about it. Like, I'm going to be uncomfortable all night, but I, I'm I'm not going to sleep naked. And I was like, I appreciate it, man. Especially because it's not a camp, camp out where it's like, you're not going to be sleeping in your sleeping bag. It's too hot. So we're laying in the, in the tent. I'm on my cot. Ken's on the other side of the tent on his cot. And, you know, we're just chit-chatting, small chat as we try to fall asleep. And Ken goes, hey. You ever watch Star Trek Voyager? And I'm like, yeah, you know, my dad's a big Star Trek guy. I've seen a few episodes. And this quote will stick with me till the day I die because of how, like, frank it was and, like, how weirdly worded he was. He goes, so you're familiar with Captain Janeway? And I go, yeah. And he goes, I'd really like to have sex with that lady. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, okay, buddy. Keep those whitey tighties on, please." Yeah, yeah. And he was like, "Man, 
I really like Captain Janeway. And I was like, that's, that's cool, man. And he goes, let me ask you something. Do you think if I ever met, uh, shit, I don't even remember the actress's name, but he said her name. You think if I ever met, met her, I'd have a chance with her? <laughs> and I go, I don't know, man. Cause like you're 14 <laughs> and she's like, uh, she's an adult. So no, probably not. And he was like, yeah, but wouldn't it be cool? So every time I think about or hear something about Star Trek Voyager, I think of this dude, Ken, in his whitey tidies and the fact that I saw this dude's dick mm, 108 times through my adolescence until the scoutmasters had to be like, dude, put, put some fucking pants on. I'm not even sure who Captain Janeway is. I, th- I think I'm going to look her up just to see if she's like, is she worth it? I mean, she's not my type, you know. Um, oh. Uh, you know, I, as far as Star Trek ladies go. Not really go, my type either. It's sort of a mom type. I, that's a pretty good. Um, she looks like a, a mom. That's a pretty good uh, explanation. So you want to see Ken? Sure. This is what Ken looks like now. The, I would guess that. He probably still keeps his dick out on the regular. He, uh. Well, he was running that race that he was in. Yeah. He's got uh, just his dick flapping in the wind. That's why he stays in first. <clears throat> Freedom. So, uh, that's why I, um, man. I don't know where I was going with that. So Star Wars news. Um, we don't have a ton, like I said earlier. In fact, you could almost say we don't have any. Really? Uh, there was a Disney investors call this week. And I'm well past the stage of falling for thinking something is going to come out of that newsworthy. Yeah. I mean, they're just trying to ensure people that their money is safe. Yeah, and, you know, especially given (laughs) this year so far, kind of seems like uh, there would be other things on the table than being like, well, guess what Star Wars news we have for you. Yeah. I mean, they did reiterate that Mandalorian Season 2 is coming out in October, but that was about it. Um. You know, I know some people were probably expecting more than that, but like I said, I've been burned by the investors' calls as it is before, so like I wasn't going to fall for it this time. I mean, like Disney has a lot of stuff. Well, yeah, and they've got a lot of stuff they're trying to figure out right now. Yeah. Especially. Um, But, you know, what can you do? I, I have a feeling we're probably not too far from a Mandalorian trailer and things of that nature. It's just that was not uh, in the cards this week. Um, but, uh, you know. October will be so soon. I mean, this this year's just been going so quick anyways. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not far away at all. I mean, maybe a little over two months before uh, we see it. Now, I'll tell you. 
what my favorite thing that came out of this, what I think is like so funny and like just, I hope it's a trend that continues from now until the end of Star Wars. I just think it's so funny. It's so funny. People changing their fucking profile picture to the Disney Plus logo and changing their and tweeting out fake announcements. Yeah. Man, that's a good way to spend your time. Man, that's funny. That's funny stuff. And it's definitely not going to influence other people to do the same kind of dumb shit for attention. So I'm sure that'll work out well, too. I think it's just a great idea all around. Yeah, t- Twitter's a great place right now. Boy, howdy is it. <clears throat> Boy, howdy is it. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> not depressing at all. No, I mean, <clears throat> it is... <laughs> Are you okay? I hit a a pothole there and forgot (laughs) what I was going to say. I was waiting. Um, But, you know, I can see how those Disney earnings calls could be fascinating. I've listened to several of them and I I get it. Like, it's a lot of jargon and shit I don't understand. But you do sort of get an inside look on how a fucking giant corporation handles shit you care about you know and like how they view the performance and stuff like i think they mentioned like hey merchandising is gonna be down this year because we don't have a new star wars movie like i think they specifically called that out which to me means like to an extent star wars merchandises must be doing pretty good if the lack of it is something that they have to note in an investor's call. Yeah. Um, but man, the state of, never mind. Uh, the last person that wants to hear me talk about fucking the state of toys. Oh, it's fine. <laughs> so what, let's get to the Twitter topics. Okay. You can talk about toys okay. if you want. It's fine. It's Okay. I don't care. I just sort of go like, uh-huh. Okay. I'm, uh, I'm going to have to see if I can get Chris Fresh on to talk about it or something. Like he. So is it f- a bad state of toys? It is, man. It sucks. Yeah. Nothing out there? No. No, good. there's stuff out there. It's just getting your hands on it. Like, I really want to find these Masters of the Universe Origins toys. Oh, yeah. But I can't find them to, anywhere. You have to go to stores and look and stuff. That's not something and I'm willing to do right now. Right now, they're Walmart exclusive. Talk about... Of all the stores I'm willing to go to oh, to look I've, for stuff. I've boycotted Walmart since for a while now. Like I'm not fucking going to Walmart during a pandemic. I don't I'm not I don't have a death wish. <sighs> yeah, no. No thank you. I stay out of Walmart, we go to Publix. We're a Publix family. You wanna hit up them topics? Yeah, so uh the first one is from Jim, who uh I'm Keeper sure you're probably, of the Real. Yeah at gym keeper of real if you could speak to animals Mm -hmm. but then you would also be able to hear dead people would you do it i don't know because being able to speak to animals would be pretty rad like just to be okay because perfect example my animal best friend walter white my cat 
the the cat I love more than any cat I've ever encountered. My best buddy, my video game lap cat, has been pissed off at me for some reason all week. I don't think he's pissed at you, but you should be able, it would be nice to be able to ask him. Yeah, it would be nice to be like, hey man, what did I do? Because like, he is ignoring me. Like, I'm telling you, I know that cat's vibe and there's something up with that cat right now. He's mad at me about something and I can't put my finger on it. I kind of think it might be because I came home smelling like weird animals from the drive-thru safari. That's Mm -hmm. my theory. Could be could be just that like we've been home so much that just us leaving at all gives him some separation anxiety um but he's not mad at me no he's totally and fine I'm the with one you. who's always home so um so being able to talk to animals would be cool but i don't know that i want to be like fucking chit chatting with dead folks is the trade-off like i i see an initial appeal in it to where I could be like, hey, so uh, what happened after you died? Like, what was that all about? And then have like, well, there could be a possible initial appeal. Because the initial appeal could be like, it's not that bad. You just go to the sideways universe from Lost. And you hang out with everybody you've known and stuff. And stuff is cool. And I'd be like, oh, okay, cool. Well, that's one less thing to be anxious about. Or it could be like, oh man, it sucks. You ch- kind of just float around wherever you died and, uh, you know, you're a ghost. You can't really interact with stuff. It sucks. And now they have you to interact with. No, I think it'd be cool. It's a win-win for me. Like, I want to know about like what happened to people and stuff. <laughs> Boy, I, I would ask a lot of questions. I can't imagine the world where every morning i wake up and you're like guess what the dead guy frank told me yeah yeah and it was just this fucking crazy story awful shit after awful shit yeah and i'm just laying out all this shit like can you believe what used to happen in this house (laughs) like yeah yeah that would be me i'm gonna say no jim i'm saying yeah definitely 100 percent uh, I would also tell you the fucked up shit that animals said, because sometimes it, that would be what would what would be the worst for me is sometimes animals might not be happy. Like, what if you go to the zoo and everybody's like, give me the fuck out of here. This is the worst place I've ever been. I hate it here. That drive through safari. Maybe not so great. That's one thing I'll say is the animals. I was a little worried going to that drive through safari that it would be a similar experience to when we went to that petting zoo at the fair. Oh god, that was where yeah. the animals didn't seem happy. The animals at this ranch seemed pretty happy. Yeah. Which was nice. All right, what's our next? Okay. Who's next? Oh, hold on. Hold on. Oh. See, I'm falling behind, not ready. Okay, so Chris Fresh and it's about toys, so Yeah, my man. <laughs> my man. He said, "Hey Jesse, what's your favorite collectible in Haas's collection?" Also, did he try to hide his nerdiness or did he wear it with pride and you liked it? So, my favorite collectible, I mean, I I like the detail in the Hot Toys. I don't, I would never buy them, like, for myself. But they're cool. 
I'm taking a look to see. And I don't know. I really like the animated Boba Fett. Honestly, it's cool. Right on. We just have interest in different things. Oh, I also like, I like the lightsabers, like the force effects lightsabers. Now that's something that I would potentially spend money in. Right. Like but it lights up. A set. <laughs> that's why I like it. Um, and you can like act like you're going to hit things with it. Those are the two things that yeah, I care about. The things that make me most nervous. Lights up. You could be like, yeah, and almost, almost hit something, but then stop, right? Because that's always how that works out. <laughs> um, I wouldn't say, I, I can't really remember. Like, I remember when we first started talking, you asked the customary question like, what's your favorite movie? And I said Star Wars. Yeah. And like you were like, well, I've never seen Star Wars. Yeah, so that's how that went. <laughs> but but I don't know that I like. I was into sort of nerdy stuff, so I think yeah, we just helped. probably like talked about stuff that we were mutually into. Like Game of Thrones was big, and like our second date, I came over to watch The Walking Dead. Yeah, back when we both liked that yeah, show. That, that was, was a brief it was dalliance. Good. Yeah. Um. But, and I mean, you had like nerdy stuff out i mean it was kind of it's kind of hard for me to hide it when i've got a bunch of star wars tattoos too yeah i think you probably told me that you had star wars tattoos i i don't think that you hid your nerdiness i don't think i did either i can't i don't think you told me that you were in no you did you even were like you told me that you were in a lady gaga cover band um that because that was a thing i for yeah that i was still in that band Mm -hmm. when we started dating yeah and I remember just talking about you probably just laid heavier on mutual interest. Like, I'm sure I also mentioned things that I was into, but it's not like we were going to talk about Star Wars or Harry Potter. At that point, I had never seen Star Wars. What are you going to talk about it with? Like, what am I going to say about it? All right. Yeah. And I'm I not, had seen Clone Wars, the animated movie. I'm not the type that's going to be like, oh, well, you don't like this or you're not interested, so I'm going to talk your head about uh, talk your head off about it. So uh, Yeah, I don't think you hit it really, but I mean, it's not like you just told me We had enough how mutual much you knew about. Yeah, we had enough mutual interest that I didn't have to go lean heavy into the Star Wars stuff. Yeah, I'm pretty nerdy too. So that that helps. Yeah, that you know man honestly i'm sitting here trying to remember if i ever like tried to play it cooler than i actually am and i think i just know like there's no use in it i mean i don't really think that you tried to play it too cool yeah i know that's what i'm saying is i I just know it's not like why, why bother i mean i thought you were cool but I didn't think you tried to like oversell yourself. Like we just. No, nah, man, I'm the king of the undersell. So we met online. So we like talked a lot before mm-hmm. we we met in person. I think that honestly, it helps. Like I uh, and for I me stigmatized, but for me specifically, it helps because if we just met somewhere and I rolled up and I well, for one, I wouldn't like the chances of me seeing you somewhere in public rolling up to you and being like, Hey, how's it going? Can I have your number? 
that uh, that that would not happen. <laughs> yeah, you always say that like you wouldn't have talked to me if like we went to high school together, but no, uh, too intimidating. I feel like I would have talked to you. I I would have just like we have this conversation all the time, and I know for a fact that if we were in high school together, I was socially awkward though, like especially with boys, like. In high school, I was not good with boys. I was good with, like, a party. I was not good with boys. Yeah, and see, that's the... Like, for one, you would have thought I was so lame. So lame in high school. Like, you would have been like, he's into Star Wars. That's dumb. He listens to dumb music. He's not a super partier. This dude is dumb. Why would I want anything to do with him? It would depend, like, how how much mutual, like, classes we had together and stuff. Because there were people that I was friends with, definitely, that weren't, like, big-time partiers and super nerdy people. But I was in, like, stupid classes with, like, six other people all of high school because I took, like, advanced courses and things. So, I mean, I'm not, I feel, anytime I say that, I feel like I'm being shitty, but no, there was just like only six people in my tiny town that took AP classes. So, so and I know for a fact, I would have been like, oh, wow, Jessie's awesome. She's a little bit of an elitist. She would not want anything to do with me. No, I think you're wrong. I mean, <coughs> you sh- you would just have to find some sort of like mutual ground now <laughs> i don't know that there would have been mutual ground maybe harry know. potter maybe harry potter yeah but, except i didn't really like see and that's the thing whereas you were the kid in high school that kept that stuff secret or it more wasn't secret. A secret i just more secret it wasn't like my identity because i made well <laughs> i made fun of people oh I'm sorry. Okay. I was a shitty person. I wasn't elitist. I was like one of those early hipsters. I was stupid. I would, I was so stupid. I would wear and costume now, jewelry to school. How, and, and look how karma turned around. Look at what you're sitting across the table from now in a house full of Star Wars toys. <laughs> karma. <fine. laughs> karma. I don't care. You can, like, it would just, I had some people that got on my nerves. But I think that I was. In high school, at least, I was shitty to anyone that was, like, too um, passionate about things. I was one of those yeah, people. Yeah, okay. Then listen, let me, okay, this this will be the end to this debate that we've had for <laughs> nine years now. Okay. I'm going to set up a situation. We're both in 10th grade together. Okay. The, the week, bef- the last week of school... I come into class during um, first period, like your home, what are they called? Right. Home like room. Mm-hmm. Homeroom class. And I am electric with excitement. Why am I so excited? Because the night before, Kmart put out all of the Phantom Menace toys. And not only did they put them out, I have... Four or five of the hottest figures. And wait, so were you telling everyone in class? Let me finish. Okay. Four or five of the hottest figures in the line. I have Obi-Wan Kenobi. I have Qui-Gon Jinn. I have uh, Darth Maul. I have little Anakin Skywalker. 
and I have Mace Windu. And not only do I have those figures, I have a electronic device called a comm chip reader that the figures came with these little plastic stands that when you swiped them on the comm chip reader, they said phrases from the movie. And I had them with you. Oh yeah. And I produce these in class and begin to obsessively play the Phantom Menace quotes off of my comm chip reader to my friends who a couple of them like my buddy Steven who you've met like he was a cool guy he was in sports and stuff he was excited about Star Wars but he was smart enough to temper his excitement and, and not be like oh that's cool he was just like mm-hmm good for you buddy you're definitely gonna have a girlfriend real soon so do you see this like big smile that's on my face right now mm-hmm. it would take one look of like that between me and like another friend of mine in the class and we would probably both start laughing mm-hmm. yeah we would have probably yeah exactly started laughing so i'm right is what you're telling me <laughs> maybe well i don't know i mean i like your personality it would it would depend <laughs> But I would have made fun of you for that, for sure. For mm-hmm. sure. Okay. That settles. This this settles the debate. You yeah. would have you would have wanted nothing to do with me. And I had friends that were meaner than I was too. Like I was <clears throat> I was sort of shitty to people, but not really not not that bad. Like a little bit. I wasn't like a mean girl, but I had some friends that were like mean that probably would have made fun of you see this is what i've said all along yeah i'm sorry i i was why, a- you, why are you <laughs> apologizing to uh, a 14 <laughs> wait 16 year old halls that you didn't even know i don't know i feel bad you didn't know me <laughs> but i was a shitty kid i would have been i would have not i would have laughed in your face <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> What's the next topic? <laughs> you did just win that debate, and I—you should have told me this story before, off the air. Oh, why? Because so I you... don't like to lose. <laughs> okay. So, Jedi Obi Wan. Oh, wait. His is not really a question. He just said that he uh, wants me to keep scaring you. Thank you. Awesome. Yeah. He Sweet. said mildly scaring you, but... I don't know how mild it is sometimes. I would say the one last week was mild in comparison to some in the past. Yeah. I mean, probably one of the worst is whenever like I came up to the door, right? That yep. was bad. I think that was on an episode of Rogue One. Yeah. Okay, so Kevin Thrasher... Um, he says, everyone's been given the COVID, the COVID vaccine and you can go do what you want. What do you go do? Oh man. So many things. I mean, celebration, obviously. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, if that was feasible where like everybody has the vaccine and they're like, it's a perfect world. Yeah. Celebration is back on. That's the number one. Well, I don't know about number one. That's a big one. I go, I mean, I have to go see some family too. If that, like, you know, that's just a whole thing right now. That's tough. 
Yeah, um, that would uh, that would probably be number one is seeing my family since yeah. I haven't seen them in like eight months at this point. Yeah. Um. So family, I would love to go to a concert. Yeah, that would be fun. Man, would I love to go to a concert. I missed out on Hamilton. So like in person, of course, I watched it on Disney Plus now, but it took me a while because I was a little salty about fucking missing it in person i was supposed to go in april so i would love to redo that yeah luckily though that's just been delayed yeah eventually i'll get to go you'll get to go next year yeah um i would uh i would go on a serious toy hunting tear because there's a couple of things out that i would love to be out hunting for the retro Ghostbusters figures. Oh, I just thought of something. The He-Man Origins, Masters of the Universe Origins. Um, <clears throat> Second and Charles, my favorite store. Oh, man, I would be there so fast. Yeah, you know where I want to go. I want to go to the fucking thrift store and not feel yep. like it's a germ trap. Oh, I love going to the thrift stores and just looking around at all this shit like... That can entertain me, and I don't like to spend a lot of money, so that's a good day for me to bring like twenty bucks and be like, "Look at all this bullshit I got." <laughs> uh, you found some cool stuff at yeah. thrift stores before, and though. great clothes. I like to thrift clothes because, like, we could people go give them away. You know what would be neat to go to is the unclaimed baggage center. Oh yeah, that was cool. The time I got to go and look all around there, that was a that was a good time. I like thrift stores garage sales that that's something that i would definitely hit up post uh restaurants vaccine. yeah i would go, go to get a steak texas day brazil and the chinese buffet maybe even in the same day chinese buffets back open i'm not fucking going um, in there but you can yeah. have some man i hope they they weather the storm because i love the chinese buffet we go to so I hope when we feel safe going to places like that, that they're still around. Because, man, do I like that place. Uh, yeah, I think those are the main ones that I can think of. Yeah. I'm sure nice I'm forgetting. Like, out hang out dinner. with our friends. Yeah, like, in person. Hanging out with our friends in person. Play a board game. Yeah, like, like the bar thing. Like, Yeah, I don't it, fucking care. That doesn't... I mean... What would be neat is to go to a bar that's having a show. Like that yeah. is interest like that would interest me, but like just go in and And that's another thing that has to hopefully weather the storm or good local venues. I mean yeah. smaller venues aren't are gonna just crumble all across the country because they don't have the support to stay in business. I mean, even if they were able to get those loans, they can't re they can't have their employees back working now. Like, where's their fucking revenue coming from? So, I don't know. Hopefully, some of our like local good little spots uh, do all right. Yeah. All right. What's the next one? Okay. Um, Emily Lynn says favorite Stephen King book <coughs> or movie TV miniseries. Hmm. So I thought we could probably just answer both. Yeah. My favorite Stephen King book is The Drawing of the Three. It's yeah. the second book in the Gunslinger series. I like that series. one a lot out of those. Um, 
I mean, I feel like this is something that sort of just changes with me sometime, just depending how I feel. Mm-hmm. I really like insomnia. Um, insomnia is good. I think that might have been the first one I ever read as a kid. Really? My grandfather, it was like a, a hand-me-down. He read it, and then like I bugged him enough to let me read it. And it took me forever to get through that book. I like The Stand a lot, too. The Stand is good. It is good. It would probably be my number two. Yeah. Um, it has the most sentimental value to me, because that was my first Stephen King. My sister read it to me whenever I was very young. Yeah, I saw the miniseries when I was really young yeah. and then was obsessed with the book. And like, my parents would never let me read it, not because they were like, you shouldn't read that. They were like, that's a little advanced reading for you at like six or however yeah. old I was when that miniseries came out. <clears throat> um, show or movie is hard for me. I I mean, I would think that you would say Stand By Me. Because I, I thought about Stand By that, Me but... is my favorite Stephen King movie. That is a good call. I didn't even... It, that's one that's so... It's weird because I never... I don't know why I don't associate the two. Because it's so different. Yeah. And then it's, you know, short story, so. <coughs> Is it a novella or a short story? It's pretty short, right? I can't remember. I, I'm sure I have read it, but I. I think it's different seasons. Um, I don't know. Stand By Me would be up there. Like, the more traditional stuff that you would associate with Stephen King, like. To me, the It miniseries like uh tim curry as pennywise is like the only good thing to come out of that yeah like i have no desire to rewatch it i like it chapter one a lot yeah we haven't seen chapter two the movie it chapter one was really good even though it's you know fairly different from the books it was still or the book it was still really good so that would be up there i like the original pet cemetery quite a bit but and that's nothing against the new one. I've never seen it, so I can't say one way or the other. Um, I mean, I like The Shining, but it's so different from the book. I've never... I I can't remember if I've seen the Stand miniseries or not. If I have, it's been so long that I don't remember Yeah, I saw it, it as a kid. Um, Children of the Corn used to fuck me up whenever I was a kid. It used to scare me really bad. Yeah, I was never a big Children of the Corn guy. Um, I, you know what, uh, one that would be a definite contender for favorite would be the outsider. Yeah, that was really good. Um, you know, I know that's way recent, um, but it would, it would definitely make my list of favorite Stephen King adaptations. What was the other one that we watched with Sissy Spacek? That was really good. It's not my favorite, but Castle Rock. Castle Rock. But that's yeah. not an adaptation. No, it's that's like inspired. A, yeah. And the first season is really good. I that second season. Yeah. Um, I I liked it. I mean it's not as good, but I um, liked it. I liked um the girl that plays Annie Wilkes. Oh, Misery is definitely one of my favorites. <coughs> I love that movie. Why do you have that look on your face? Like, oh, because, you, no, it, I'm responding to your look that you, you cut eyes at me. Well, Misery, while it may not be one of my favorite movies, I don't think it's bad. I have a soft spot for it because of cock duty speculating. If nobody knows, like, the whole cock duty thing comes from Misery. Yeah. 
So, uh, you know, that reason alone gives me a soft spot for it. <clears throat> what, what's the next one? Okay, Matt Frost says, recast the original 1977 Star Wars with horror movie villains. See, Please. this is tough if it's only villains. Yeah. So, original 1977 Star Wars. Uh, okay. I'm just going to, I mean, I. So, Princess Leia is. Princess uh, Leia. Carrie. Han Solo. Uh, Luke. Vader. Tarkin and Obi-Wan. Those are the, I would say those okay. are the main cast members. Chewie. Yeah. Um, C-3PO and R2-D2. Those are the main cast members. Um, okay. So you're going to say Carrie for Princess Leia? Yeah. Because, like, at least later we find out Princess Leia, or Leia, General Leia, is, uh, she can sort of do telekinesis a little bit. Well, she's got the force. Yeah. So, um, Carrie. Okay. Plus, it's like a pretty good villain. But she's not too... Well, that's the thing I was going to say. I don't even know that I consider Carrie a villain. But she's the villain in that movie. I don't... You, I what, don't... you think the girls are the villain? Yeah. Yeah, but they don't kill everyone. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I kind of don't... Her mom's the villain, I guess. Yeah. yeah I'd say I there's... guess the mom's the villain. <laughs> um, Darth Vader, Jason Voorhees. Yeah, perfect. Um, Han Solo. See, this is the thing. Like um, casting it with just villains. Um, it's tough. Um, I'm gonna say Han Solo is Freddy Krueger. And sort of cheeky, yeah. And Jay and uh, uh, Chewy would be um, creature from the black lagoon. That's not bad, not necessarily my style, no, of horror movie. I've but never it's been still a villain, still a villain. Uh, I guess you could go the Wolfman if yeah. you're going like universal, universal monsters, yeah. Um, Leatherface. Oh, Leatherface would be good. That's good. I like um, that. Fits. Luke Skywalker. Norman Bates. That's creepy. That's that's the best thing I can give you. <laughs> um, Obi Wan Kenobi. We got to think of oh, an old guy. Yeah. Doctor Giggles. No, that's Dr. not it. <laughs> Giggles. That movie used to freak me out. I had a friend uh, growing up who really liked to watch horror whenever we were very young. And she had her own TV in her room. So she would turn on shit like that in the middle of the night when I was staying at her house at like eight years old. And it would scare me. Um, oh, it one's tough. I'm trying to think of an old guy. Mm. Okay, Tarkin, Pinhead. Yeah, that's good. Um... C-3PO, R2-D2. R2-D2, I'm going Leprechaun. <laughs> okay. Because he's a little guy. Yeah. Like, he's the same size as R2-D2. Yeah. But who is his sidekick? Oh, also, Chewie could be Predator. That's not bad. His sidekick for the Leprechaun sidekick? Ooh. 
somebody who's like sort of a know-it-all. Hannibal Lecter. Yeah, that's good. That's really good. <clears throat> Just the idea of Hannibal Lecter hanging out with the leprechaun from the leprechaun movies. Oh, God. Who did we skipped over someone? We Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan. I still can't think of someone. Yeah, because he's such like a he's like a good guy. It's hard to sort of equate him to a villain. Yeah. Now, if he had said, I know this is twist in his question. If he had just said horror movie characters, I could have nailed this because Princess Leia would be Nancy from Nightmare on Elm Street. Luke would be Tommy Jarvis from Friday the 13th. Part five or part six, whichever one you want to slot into that role. Um, Darth Vader would still be Jason. Um, uh, Tarkin would be Dr. Loomis. Yeah, um, I was actually going to say maybe that's a good Obi-Wan villain from the new movies, Dr. Loomis. But he, he's a villain in the new movie. Yeah, I guess you could say Dr. Loomis is... They do kind of, like... It's weird, like, in other interpretations, they make him much more of an asshole than in the originals, I feel like. Yeah. I mean, definitely <laughs> in, like, the one that... I don't know what year it came out, but just a few years ago, you know, he's he's a, he's a definitely a villain. No, the one that came out last year? Yeah. That's not Dr. Loomis. That's somebody else. Oh, what's his name? I can't remember. I can't remember that the new psychiatrist's name in that movie. But you're right, he is a villain. Um, what's the next one? I'll try to think of someone for Obi-Wan as we continue. Okay. Um, here's someone else saying, uh, Jesse, uh, chop on top. He Jesse, says, shop. Yeah, Jesse, shop. He says to please not scare you again because... Uh, it scared him as well. So you're right about that. Okay. Um, Matt Hatter or Hater, uh, he says, if you guys could be any Animaniacs character, who would you be? He wants to be Chicken Boo. Uh, Animaniacs, I've watched a ton of, but I don't remember a lot of the characters. And I don't know that this counts. But I'm going to say, because Animaniacs was like a double feature with Pinky and the Brain before Pinky and the Brain got their own show, right? Mm -hmm. So I would say I'm Pinky. Well, I was going to say that I want to be the Brain. So. Perfect. <laughs> We're Pinky and the yeah, Brain. Okay. And that works out perfectly because you're <laughs> the smart one and I'm the fucking idiot that's like, oh, did you see this Mandalorian hot toy? Speaking of which, people are starting to get that in their hands. I got to put my pre-order in. <clears throat> All right. Who's next? Uh, that might be it. Let me see. Oh, Matt Hatter had another question, but I'm, I don't really, I don't have a good answer for this. He said, who can name the most Disney afternoon shows? But I was a poor kid. We didn't have Disney. I don't, I don't know a single Disney afternoon show. I'm sure I've seen them, but I don't yeah. think like. I don't oh. know what's that block. Yeah, I, I don't know what shows are considered now, a Disney. Now, if you want to ask show. me, like, what they played on one Saturday morning on ABC in the 90s, I can tell you the lineup for, like, the entire 90s. <laughs> but that's a whole different question. Yeah, I feel like we didn't get Disney Channel until 
it was past the time for me to be interested in Disney Channel. Yeah. I was always more of like a Nickelodeon kid when I was a kid. Yeah, that same friend who would show me the horror movies would also show me Disney original movies. So I was up to date on those, but not afternoon lineup. I can't tell you any of them. Okay. Well, since that's the it for the Twitter topics, right? I guess we'll move on to voicemails and emails, which this has kind of just been one long voicemail and email show, but I like to play the song, so we'll do that and then move on to the next segment. Kia D! Kia D! Kia D! Cockhead! The only Jedi master who can crash box! Kia D! Cockhead! Running around slaying bitches with his cock head. He's a big Syrian stud. He loves to split chicks with his pud. Kitty, cockhead. So stroke his cone and suck on his balls. Kitty, cockhead. What you gonna do when he comes on you now? He's a Jedi Council stooge. But he'll be pumping spooge tomorrow. Cockhead. All right, first up, we've got the king of all times, King Tom. King Tom. Hi there, Hawes and Jesse. I know it's something you're probably not following, uh, but the Vader series, currently being published by Marvel, is pretty good. It's in its like third or fourth issue, and it follows the adventures of Vader after the Empire Strikes Back. Sorry about that, I just got an email, but I'm, I'm talking to you right now. And in the, the plot's coming along, and in it, I don't, I don't want to give away too much, but I want to let you know, Vader has been trapped and he's been the target of an assassination plot. And of course, the last issue that came out last week ends with Vader almost about to be killed. And this is the maybe third time we've seen this in the all the Star Wars media, the new stuff that's come out since 2015. You know, there's that episode of Rebels when he goes up against Kanan and Ezra and they drop an ad-ad on him. And then there was the Vader Down series of comics where you know, he was stranded on a planet housing a rebel base and he fought off an entire rebel battalion. And I'm, I'm sure there are others, but these, these are the big ones I'm thinking of. And, you know, it's, it, it, is, it is kind of fun to see Vader trapped, but maintain the upper hand. There is... You know, there's the, there's a famous panel from that Vader Down series when you know he's surrounded by rebel troops and tanks, and he says the only thing I sense is fear and dead men, <laughs> and then he wipes them all out. But but this has been I've got a question that's been on my mind. If you were in charge of like a rebel division, and money was no object, or you know you could spend as much as you wanted, but you were assigned kill Darth Vader. And let's say you had his schedule, his itinerary for a whole month. And he was going to be going to all these different places 
in the galaxy, and you could pick any one of them. And it was up to you to decide how to come up with an operation to kill him. What would you do? You know, this is something I've kind of been thinking about, and obviously, brute force by itself doesn't always work because it's Vader, he's got the force, he's got he's got everything. What I would try and do, my answer would be something along the lines of at first attack long range using maybe an ion cannon to take out his suit. And while that would be effective for a little bit, you can't let that drag on because he's been shown, his suit's been taken out before, but he could still get you. So I would start with an ion cannon, then send in a bunch of, like, droid fighters, not so much to, to blast him, but basically to crash into him. And, I don't know, I'd try something along those lines. Uh, you know, just from all different angles. So, yeah, might he might be able to push back one or two, but hopefully there'll be one just getting through to hit him. I think Lords of the Sith it happened in too that book it was a, it was a good book but he and Sheev were the targets and there's no way you're gonna kill the two of them together but you know I'm, I'm wondering about you if, if you and Jesse have any ideas for this anyway thanks for listening thanks for the great podcast I will talk with you later hmm now this is one this is I don't know what do you do okay so what I do to um okay i got an idea what i do to take down darth vader is i lure him to naboo and i take a boat out into the middle of the lake and in the boat i have a giant boulder with a chain wrapped around it and when Darth Vader swims out to the lake to get me, I wrap that chain around his neck and drop the boulder off the boat. And then he sinks to the bottom of Naboo Lake and he drowns. But then in the after credit sequence, you find out he's still alive. Yeah, I was going to say, you have to be able to wait and see. And then in the next movie, he's brought back to life by a lady with psychic powers. That is the ending of Friday the 13th, part six, and the beginning of part seven. So that probably wouldn't really work, but I got it on the brain because of Matt Frost's question. You could try. What's your idea? I'm going to think of some more. I don't know. I feel like you need like a long con. You got to infiltrate a ship. You've got to bring some, you've got to bring some sort of um, poison agent. Maybe like an aerosol that you can get inside his suit somehow. But that's a long con. You need longer than a month. I feel like his suit might filter that kind of stuff out too. It's got a hose that you can just connect to your can. And then just push a button on your can. And you dispense all of the aerosol poison into his suit. And he's trapped. And it's like a bubble. He's like sort of puffed up a little bit. He's going, oh, no, no. Oh, oh, oh. And then the, it's credits. I feel like the I feel like you have to do something tricky. Like I feel like overwhelming force is not the key. Yeah, you need a trick. So like maybe you become a double agent or a secret agent in the Empire. You work your way up until you're stationed on the Executor, uh, Darth Vader's flagship, and then 
while he's in his meditation chamber with his mask off. You destroy the entire ship. That's hey, that's not half bad. Yeah. Sabotage the, the ship. Thing. That's not a bad idea. But with your poison gas idea, maybe you um maybe you figure out a way to sabotage his meditation chamber. Yeah. It's like when you use a bug bomb. Okay. I challenge him to a martial arts tournament. <laughs> All right. Is is it wait, can I ask something? Yeah. Is this going to be uh, the story of Bloodsport? Okay, so <laughs> I run over him with a sand crawler. Okay. Too slow. Wouldn't okay. work. Like, like in an in-universe way, like I want to say you use like the memory of Padme or his connection to Luke or Ahsoka or something to trick him and mess with his emotions and get him off his game. But in an in-universe, like thinking in-universe, just a random rebel spy or commando is not going to have that information to work off of. So that doesn't really count. Yeah, but you could be anybody. You could be, I mean, anyone in the resistance, right? In the rebellion? Rebellion. Yeah, I I don't know. It didn't feel like he was like, so you're Luke, and how are you going to kill Vader? I mean, because the easy way is you just whip his ass in a lightsaber battle. Yeah. Easier said than done. You steal his lightsaber and then (laughs) stab him in the neck with it. Yeah, I I don't think that. um... You pose as the janitor and sneak in. Okay. So what you do is you fall asleep and when he comes to you in in your dreams... You grab a hold of him. And you wake up. And you wake up and you bring him into the real world. And then your whole house is filled with booby traps. Yeah. And then I guess you just sit on the bed and say, uh, you're not real. I take away all your power. And then he dies. Um, nice. Doesn't seem like it would work. It worked against Freddy in the first one. Um... Yeah, I don't know. That's a tricky, um, it's a tricky scenario to try and think. I think your best bet is I'm gonna yeah just be like a sleeper agent and then blow the whole ship up. Might be the best option. Then you got to figure out a way to keep it. So you got to sabotage all the escape pods. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. That that might be the best option. I, I I think head on against Vader is not the uh, the answer. Um, so you need to get a job as like a mechanic. Like you can be like Rose Tico, right? And then you have access to all that shit. You can sabotage whatever you want. Yeah. Not bad. All right. Uh, let's hear from our buddy Rick. Hey, Blue Harvesters. It is Rick. Uh, I just wanted to uh, drop a quick line and say congratulations to Will and his family on the recent edition of their latest little Padawan. I hope everybody is well over there. Uh, Hawes, hey Jesse, how you doing? It's been a while. Um, I do have a question for you guys for this week, and this one kind of came to me in a weird kind of moment. But I was thinking, if you could replace any bit of music from any one of the movies 
with something that exists in the real world, what song would you choose and where would you place it in any one of the movies? Now I'm going to give you an example and mine can be used randomly throughout the 12 movies that we've gotten so far. That's including the Clone Wars animated. Um, so I say anytime there's a chase or anybody's running around, just slap on the Benny Hill theme. And uh, I think you're, it, it would completely break the movie, but I think it would be make for some comedy gold, especially the scene where Han is running through the halls of the Death Star and he comes up on the, uh, the Legion of Stormtroopers at the end. Slap that Benny Hill music on there and gold. Anyway, I'll let you guys mull over that. I hope you guys are all doing well. Again, congratulations to Will and the family. And quick plug, check me out on Jam Transmissions. That's my show. Love you all. We'll talk soon. Peace. We should definitely check out Rick's show. Uh, that's, uh, that's what's up. Um, so <clears throat> real world music in star Wars, not a huge fan of it, of the idea, but I like this question as like a, what if, um, okay. So in the force awakens, when Kylo throws his hissy fit and destroys the console, when he finds out that, um, oh, you play silver and cold by AFI. No, you play Break Stuff by Limp Biscuit. Burn down. Burn down. It's just one of those days when you don't want to wake up. That's uh, pretty good. I would. Okay. Uh, from the moment that Luke steps out onto the battlefield to face Kylo in The La Last Jedi. Until the moment he becomes one with the force and disappears, I would have Invincible by Tool playing in the background. I mean, that's fitting. Definitely it's, fitting. <laughs> it's 100% fitting. So much so that I guarantee you, I'm being a little jokey here about this, but if you were to ask uh, Maynard from Tool what the inspiration was from that song, for that song, he would say that. Go read the lyrics. <laughs> I'm sure that's not really. Uh, and even if it was, that dude would never admit that. He'd be like, it's about winemaking. Um, but that's my answer. What do you got? You got anything here? Um, <coughs> just put the the beginning music from that Vanessa Carlton song, um, When Ray's Riding Down the Little uh, Sand Dune. Okay. Make it my way downtown. That mm -hmm. song? Yeah. Okay. And what, A Thousand Miles? Is that right? I think so. I think so. Yeah. That's what I'm throwing in there. Trying to think of some funnier ones, and I'm not doing a great job. I like his idea of the Benny Hill music during chase scenes. Um, hmm. I like that question, though. All right. Next up, we got a voicemail from Jim. Bum bum. Bum bum. Hey, Hawes and Jesse. Uh, first off, I want to say I love whenever you guys uh, are together on a podcast. I love you guys' chemistry. Um, so, uh, yeah, you guys are good together. You should date. Uh, so, um... My question is, 
do you think that are you worried Disney of Disney getting too big um you know they control the news they can I mean all the worst you know theories out there you know I mean they really are there to entertain us you know they don't make any money unless they make us all you know happy and entertained in all the different ways that they can so what's the real fear I mean is there anything to them getting out of control they'll start like censoring what we see or controlling what what, I mean what what's the big deal but uh all right you guys uh have a great evening ignite the green um so I'll say Eh, I'm pretty much good with the Disney acquisition stuff. Meaning, like, I'm fine with them chilling out on that. I don't need Disney making any crazy, huge merger purchases. The Fox thing, I was like, all right. Okay. That's all right. Yeah. Um, I I like Disney stuff, but you know that scares me sometimes. The only... I wouldn't say it scares me. Like, I am not one of these people that thinks, like... Disney's going to take over the world or anything. But the part that would bother me the most is that like it lessens the pool of competition. And, and what I mean by that is I feel like you get really good stuff when different companies or different creative entities have to compete with each other. For instance, like I don't think it would be good if there was only one type of game console out there, you know, like if there was only PlayStation. Oh, uh, I agree with that. Like I think, I think these companies competing with each other leads to hopefully leads to them creating cool shit in response or, you know, things like that. So that's why, Disney owning too much stuff to me would be a bad thing is because then you won't have, you know, the opportunity for these, like for cool shit to pop up in response to what Disney's doing. Like, and sometimes it doesn't always work, at least for me, like DC's response to the MCU has not been my cup of tea. Um, I will say this. The one thing... I want Disney to get. There's one more thing that I want Disney to purchase or get the rights to. Spider-Man. Yeah. I mean, but they already own Marvel and stuff, so that would make sense. That's not like a, <coughs> another giant company. But, I mean, there, there is some tr- truth to, like, someone eventually controlling the entire narrative. But... News is already operating in a way where it gives you news as entertainment. So you get very sensationalized news or very skewed or it's just it's what you want, you know. So we're already at a point where news is sort of broken. Um, I don't I don't know. Journalism's fucked right now. I'll say this. I don't think we really have to worry about Disney making any large purchases for a while after this year. Yeah. Uh, something tells me the recovery from the pandemic for not just Disney, for everybody is going to take quite a while. So I don't expect to see any huge news articles about Disney, you know, attempting some other big purchase. 
um, you know, maybe Sony will do real bad and they'll give Disney Spider-Man on the cheap. I just, I think uh, Marvel having the movie rights to Spider-Man would put Spider-Man in much better hands than Sony because A, you wouldn't have to worry about Sony taking their ball and going home and being pissy about Spider-Man and B, you wouldn't get any of these shitty Spider-Man fucking spinoffs that Sony's been attempting with Venom and now Morbius and whatever else the fuck they're going to attempt with those characters. Um, I, I would just prefer Marvel to have full control of their entire roster of characters. Personally. Um, that's why I'm looking forward to whatever the hell they're going to end up doing with the X-Men. All right, I think that's it for voicemails, but we got some emails. Uh, this next one is from Michael, and it says the the subject is running injury. <sighs> Hello, Halls, and congrats, Will. I wanted to share with you, and more importantly, Jesse, how scare antics can result in near-death experiences, not only for Halls, but also a 45-year-old dude in Massachusetts. I was joining... And another, I was enjoying another wonderful episode of Blue Harvest while zoning out on a nice long run. This is something I do every weekend. On this morning, I was loving the discussion between Eric and Halls when, bam, a high-pitched sound of a car screeching at me from behind. I jumped up over the curb into a field as my calf cramped, sending me to my ass. What just happened? I look, It took about two seconds to realize that the high-pitched, 10-year-old girl at a One Direction concert scream was Halls, once again being scared shitless by Jesse. When you have AirPods in or are focused on the brilliant Star Wars discussion, the sound of a cat's tail being caught under Grandma's rocking chair is very dangerous. All kidding aside, I jumped in the air as the scream scared the living shit out of me. I laughed immediately as I could hear Eric laughing his ass off in the background. I'll have you know that this is incident number two as Dharma once barked when I was in some trails and I nearly shit my pants. I suppose being scared a few times is worth all the great content, but Jesse should know she is scaring more than just halls. Thanks again and once again, congrats, Will. Stay safe and healthy, Mike. Again, I'm I'm not I'm trying to not scare you. I'm I'm trying. I'm trying my best. <clears throat> I'm just I guess You'll just have to cut it out next time. I don't want to injure people. Yeah, maybe I do need to start cutting them out. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure some people enjoy it. So you'll just have to do a scare track. That is something that I want, though. I would love to, like, just have all the time. <laughs> I don't have the time scared. or the the memory to go through every episode. Yeah, but if I'm, someone I'm knows how many times it happens in what episodes, I'll I'll clip them out. That always like astounds me when people make clips uh, from like a bunch of different podcast episodes or YouTube videos or something like, how do you have that much time? It's a lot of dedication. Yeah, I'm, I don't listen to anything that much. <laughs> All right. Uh, next up, we have one from Richard Howard. Halls and Will, I need to tell you the funniest story. I was laughing, at least in my mind, for five straight minutes. Halls, you are the only person I've ever heard use the term damn ass. I use it all the time now. In fact, I use it all the damn ass time. 
Last Sunday, I took the wife to the Crew Bird Rookery Swamp Trail in Naples, where we live. This trail is primitive. It's a swamp. Primordial, pure, and simple. Uh, We were there at 9 a.m. All the exciting wildlife is still sleeping, but the mosquitoes are in a mating sequence. They were everywhere. Damn it, Halls, these skeeters were so thick, it was like putting on a coat. The wife could take only about 15 minutes of this ride, and at the point where she is freaking out to turn back, she says, You bring me to this damn-ass swamp? We are leaving. Damn-ass, my man, (laughs) is on the way to entering the lexicon. P.S. My son and I went back that same day and got up to some shenanigans. Uh, And he's got a YouTube link. Hey, also... Crack open that box I sent. Perfect gift for the new addition to Will's family. No need to wait for the fan fiction meetup. Thanks and regards, Richard. Oh, well, I can go get that. You want to pause real quick? Yeah. Okay. I actually forgot about that because I forgot you hid it from me. Yeah, I know where it's at. Oh, it's a crocheted baby Yoda. Is that what it is? Crocheted? Mm -hmm. Look at this dude. This shit is cool. Wow. Dude, that is perfect for a little one. One for me and for Will. Man, I'm going to have to send Will a picture and let him know. Thanks, Richard. This is awesome. Man. Whoever did this did an amazing job. Look at the little ears. Oh, man. You know what? We got to put that where the cat's not going to hump it. Where Jet Li is not going to hump my baby Yoda. <clears throat> oh, man. Well, Richard, thank you very much, buddy. And as soon as Will and I can link up in person, I will um, I will make sure we get that fan fiction recording done for you, buddy. That's been a long time coming. Man, I love this thing. Yeah, it's so cute. <clears throat> okay. Next up, we've got Ian. Uh, hey, Blue Harvest. First off, congratulations, Will. So nice to hear some good news lately. That's real awesome for your family. Second, I wanted to get your thoughts on possible composers of future Star Wars projects. I think it'd be cool to get Hans Zimmer, Hildur... Gooden Dotty, I guess he did the Joker, Howard Shore, or Ramon Dijwaldi, who did Game of Thrones in Westworld. Man, I probably fucked that one up too. Let me know what you think, and may the force be with you. I don't have the greatest, um, greatest knowledge knowledge when it comes to composers. Like, I know John Williams, obviously. I know Michael Giacchino because he did Lost. I would love for him to get a second shot at Star Wars, maybe not under such uh, rushed circumstances as Rogue One. So he's probably my number one. But past that, like, I I don't have the greatest knowledge. Like, I like the Game of Thrones score, so the composer for that would be... Yeah, I'd be down to see what he would do with Star Wars. Yeah. Um, do you have any movies or um, TV shows that you like the score for? Uh, not like? really. Yeah. <laughs> That's not really something that 
I ever pay. It's not that I don't pay attention to it. It just becomes part of the entire thing for Mm me. Um, And then I notice like songs more. Like I have tons of times sought out a song that I've heard on like uh, a movie or something, but I don't really, I don't listen to soundtracks or anything like that. I've never listened to like just instrumental music from a movie or a show. So I don't know. Yeah, it, it's rare for me too. Like I said, you know, I listen to Star Wars music and the Lost soundtrack that kind of, for the most part, encompasses my composer yeah. music uh, knowledge. Whenever I was like younger, I used to play Disney songs on like the keyboard or piano, and I didn't remember <laughs> who composed any of them. I mean, I, I would play them. Sing them. Sing along. Okay. So next up, we've got... uh, I don't know who this person is. John Grosso? Oh, I've never heard of him. Uh, Well, you know, my first thought would be, this is Johnny Grosso. Yeah. But John Grosso? Sounds pretty formal. Yeah. And then secondly, if this was Johnny, it would start with... A yo. Yo! A little yo. But it doesn't. It says, hi, guys. I recently acquired my holy grail of collecting, an 85-graded vinyl cape Jawa. First off, thank you, Halls, for helping me get there. And secondly, Jesse and Halls, what are your holy grails of collecting? Sabrina's mad at me, Johnny Grosso. So it is Johnny. <laughs> Congratulations, Mr. Grosso. You, uh, you guys should check out the Pop Culture Hour. With Johnny and Emily and Mike. With uh, Mr. Jonathan Grosso. With John Grosso, John. <laughs> Emily Lind, and Michael Pappas. Yeah. He goes by John G now. <laughs> John G? Um, I don't know. Holy grails of collecting. Like, the number one for me would have to be a prototype Boba Fett. With the rocket firing Boba Fett. But that's something I'll never own. I mean, we would have to win the lottery for me to get one of those. Yeah. There's in in my mind, there's never gonna be a I'm never gonna be in a financial position where I'm comfortable spending that amount of money on a Star Wars figure unless we've won the lottery or something. Um something that might be more in the obtainable route would be something like the big Millennium Falcon. That is something I've always wanted. Not, I won't say always, but that I've, I've wanted more recently. That's yeah. pretty pricey and not the easiest to come by. Oh, I really also, want that thing. Difficult to display. Where the fuck are you going to put it? I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be a downer on your collection. That doesn't matter. The You get it went before the price is crazy so when you can display I know, it, I know. You'd you have be it. losing money if you didn't yes. buy it. Yeah, exactly. I understand. I just It's something you know, I want really badly. That's fine. If you, you were like buy it, that's okay. If you were like, <laughs> I want uh, a giant recreation of Hogwarts, who who would be the first person to get that for you? That would be me. Yeah, I know. I would enable that. And so, you know, I I sometimes think about that I do want the Lego Hogwarts, but then I say, 
It's so expensive. And what would I do with it? I can't display it. The cats will fuck it up. I would need a big case like they have at the Lego store. I'm not fucking doing a $2,000 investment for, uh, you know, uh, three days of building Lego Hogwarts. It would be cool. It would be fun to build. But I'm also, I don't really collect things. Right. I just don't, like, I'm sure there would be some neat antiques that I would see and I'd be like, I want to have that. Or there would be something that just sparked my interest. But for the most part, sticker price, I'm just not going to do it. I'm just not going to do it. There's no, like, I I talk myself out of it. I do what I just said, like, well, but where are you going to put it? All this. I go through that in my head every time. Yeah, it's a blast. I mean, Um, I guess I, I have some pops that I really like. Mm-hmm. But I don't even look up other ones because I don't, I just don't really care. I don't know. I don't have a problem with it, though. I really don't. Like, I think um, you can spend your money on whatever you want to spend it on. It's not like you're putting us in extreme debt buying hot toys, so I just don't care. It's hey, whatever. and it's been quite a while since I've gotten a hot toy. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying is it's fine. I don't... I I knew... I try to never react too strongly. I knew that... Which means you've... You mental... Like, which means inside you react and you're like... Well, to the price. Because the price gets me. Like, you know, I just go, whoa, immediately. I don't think I want to spend that on that. Mm. I don't... I'm weird about money. Spending um, money on things to keep around is not something that I really do. Um, I spend money on things to use or like things that I need that are going to wear out and then replace. Um, yeah, as far as holy grails of collecting, those are probably it. I'm trying to think if there's any other big things. Like, there's plenty of vintage Star Wars figures that I would like. I don't even know that I want to vinyl cape Jawa. Like, maybe one day. But I would also consider my vintage figure collection complete without one. Like, I'd be okay not having one in my collection. Not that I wouldn't like to have it, but it wouldn't be a necessity for me. Lifestyle, life-size Han and Carbonite would be cool. That is easy to display. It's like a giant painting. <laughs> I was about to say this, the opposite. <laughs> what are you going to do with You that? put it on a wall. Okay, that makes sense. You can hang it on the wall. You don't need a special display case. You just hang it on a wall like Jabba's favorite decoration. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> we got two more emails. Uh, this one's from Utah. Dougie. Dougie. Uh, hey, halls and guest host, Jesse. If we were to get a live-action Kyle Katarn to show up somewhere, I might just lose it. Who would you cast? Can we get a supercut of Halls getting scared set to some music? Yeah. <laughs> do if, it. If somebody can send me the notations to every time she scared me in a podcast, I'll do my best. Uh, I don't know who I would cast as Kyle Katarn. This is another thing that I'm not great at is casting. This is what he looks like, just so you have a reference. He's from the uh, Dark Forces and Jedi Knight um, The dude that plays, uh, what is it, Charlie on um, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. That's who he looks like. <laughs> That's who he looks like to me. 
Um, I don't know anything about Kyle Katarn. He's ben a Af- video game character, right? Ben Affleck. Okay. Ben Affleck is Kyle Katarn. Get him away from the DCU and get him into some Star Wars. He's probably not interested in such a thing. Um, yeah, I'm going to say Ben Affleck. I'm trying to think of some other possibilities, but I'm... He also... Oh, never mind, I'm not going to say that. Go I'm not going to just throw out people you don't like. He also does I don't does have anything against of... Charlie from Always Sunny. That's just oh, not... okay. That's who he looks like. Well, that's just not who I would have chosen. I don't have anything <laughs> against the dude. Uh, he, Robert Pattinson. He's got sort of that shaggy look. I know. He... <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of other people with beards or that have had beards in their career. Because that's like the defining thing about Kyle Katarn for me. And I can't think of somebody. Of anyone that's had a beard? Well, Plenty that would of fit. people. That would fit. Like... They got to have the beard and fit the casting. It can't just be anybody with a beard. The the guy from ZZ Top. <laughs> that would be interesting. My buddy Steve. That's who I'm going to cast as Kyle Katarn. My buddy Steve. Uh, No, I'm just going to go Ben Affleck. And I guess Jesse's going to go Charlie from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Or Saeed from Lost would make a good Kyle Katarn. I'd love to see him in Star Wars. You know I love him, so I'll, I'll go for that. I don't know anything about Kyle Katarn, so I can't pick someone for him. I like Saeed, though. Yeah, Saeed from Lost wouldn't be bad at all, I don't think. All right, I think that does it. I think that does it for voicemails and emails. I'm going to do a quick check. Make sure we didn't miss anybody as best as I can. And, uh, yeah. So, uh, thanks for recording with me this week. Filling in for Will. Yeah. It's been a while since I've been on anything lately, so. Yeah. Um, if you guys, uh, haven't already, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Uh, it really helps us out. And if you enjoy the theme song, please be sure to check out the band. It was kind enough to provide the music. They're Stoned Cobra. And you can find them on iTunes, Spotify, or at stonedcobra.bandcamp.com. And until next week, when maybe Will's back, or maybe we have a guest, or maybe... We take the week off if there's no news. Uh, Check out the social media feeds for all that kind of stuff. But until then, this has been Blue Harvest, and I'm Hans Burkhart. Oh, and I'm (laughs) Jesse. May the force be with you. (laughs) May the force be with us.